Tag Show. The Mixed Tag Show. With Jenna, with Jenna, with Jenna, and Blue, and Blue, and Blue. Damn. Now, here's your host, Jenna, and Blue Magic. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Mixed Tag Show with Jenna and Blue. Uh, we're going to improvise today for a couple of reasons. Uh, there's a snowstorm outside, which is why we released episode one on YouTube pretty early. You know, to get try to get a couple of watch, it, get a couple of feel for it on YouTube. Um, also, I'm sick, so please bear with me. <laughs> How you feeling, Jenna? I'm feeling good. We're snowed in, so yeah, a little different, but it's probably it's probably best because I feel like we're gonna go, we're gonna bump heads today. So and oh, sick. brother, so you wanted to keep your distance from me? I got it. Same, bro. <laughs> Mania is what two weeks away from now. I'm not gonna be sick, so this is probably best right now. You're right. I'm glad it happened now and not when we go to Nola. Which, by the way, I still don't know where I'm staying at. <laughs> this shall be interesting. Decisions, man. You're right. I mean, it happened. Let's live with it. Um, I have an idea where I'm gonna stay at. I actually seen something today. I'll tell you about it off here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we looking on the fantasy draft? <laughs> Let's start off like that, huh? All right. So, this first week wasn't good for your girl. Um, That's great for me. <laughs> so, this week, the first week, Blue, you have a hundred and one points. Bad boy balling, yeah, buddy. You got love me, Blue Magic Club. Low key, low key. Um, Queen's Court, you know, we the comeback kids. So we're at 58 right now. <laughs> Damn. Damn. It's not looking too good. That's it, because I'm going to catch up next week. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a race. So we so, got a few months. I'm going to catch up, and it's all good. I'm not sweating it. It's all so, good. So I, I, I figured out what I want when I win. What is that? Um, when we go to SummerSlam, because we're going to go to SummerSlam, I'm going to need you to wear a Roman Sucks shirt. <laughs> with Roman, I don't understand. He does not suck. One. And speaking of which, that meant shout out his family member. You see, I got the rock shirt on. I bring it. We've been doing the whole via satellite thing. So <laughs> creativity. I see that. I, I, I feel you on that. But yeah, no, that's what I want. If <laughs> I win, when I win, you're uh-huh. you're wearing a Roman Reigns suck shirt. Well, that's never gonna happen because I'm winning. To- because I. Go behind this week. I'm still winning. It's, it's, it's all good. It's got, all it doesn't good. have to be for the whole show because I don't want you to wear that. Threat, like I want you to wear what you want to wear to SummerSlam. But um, we're going to figure it out. We're going to do a tailgate or something. And uh, you're going to wear it during the tailgate. All right. We'll figure it out. That's, I'm not going to tell you what I want just because it has to be really, really good. So it's all good. All right. I have an idea. Since we're keeping it with the Roman thing, I think I got an idea. Oh, God. Shouldn't, shouldn't have. You shouldn't you open the can of worms. <laughs> so, oh God! I hope this doesn't go the way I think it's gonna go. Um, <laughs> so this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's kick it off. We start right. off. With, we start off with Raw. All right. So with Raw, uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle started off the show. Mentioned that Braun won the battle tag team battle royal. <laughs> How crazy was that? I mean. He's a monster among men, so it's expected, basically. Um, but in order for him, <laughs> but in order for him to face the bar of WrestleMania, he needs to pick a partner. 
Who you, so, think, who you think the partner gonna be? I don't know. I I feel like Elias has to be somewhere. Right. He still, you know, he didn't make an appearance this past Raw, so I don't know. I just something they've been having that their battles. Something tells me Elias might be his partner, but we'll see. Uh, I have a feeling if it's not Elias, because I do agree with you on that, it might be Elias. But he did take Elias out of action when he dropped the piano on him. So it's kind of hard to see how, that, how, to, how they're going to turn that around. But I also think that it might be Bray, Bray Wyatt, now that he's deleted from existence. I don't think that, I don't think that feud is over. We'll, we'll get more into that later right. on. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, think that, I think between those two, it might be his, his, uh, his partners of choice. We'll see, man. We'll definitely see. Yeah. But besides that, Kurt Angle also spoke about Roman, that he's still suspended. Suspended. And suspended. Rock, <laughs> right. Rock wasn't at the at the at the arena, but he would be there later on tonight. Right. Um, suddenly, your boy Roman <laughs> appears. Right. And <laughs> he might take it to something like <laughs> he just he, he, he's the big dog. It's his yard. He can go wherever he wants. That's what that's what he does. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, after that, they had they had their little segment, and then the U.S. Marshals came out of nowhere and. Uh, arrested Roman, and he told him, don't put your hands on me, and then all hell broke loose. Why did he send U.S. Marshals out? <laughs> out of like, You could have sent regular cops out. You could have you you sent out regular security. Uh-huh. You sent out U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Like, that was like, to me, that was a little bit extra. Yeah. Because if you put your hands on U.S. Marshals, you're definitely going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, See, my my thing is with that is it wasn't believable. I'm, you know, I'm a Roman fan. I'm a supporter of his, and I'll be cheering when he wins the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. But my thing is, it wasn't believable to me. It's been <laughs> it's been done before numerous times where in a, um Roman comes in and all of a sudden arrests someone. It just didn't come off believable to me. You know, he's handcuffed and. Suddenly, he beat all the U.S. Marshals, you know, asses. I, it just—I didn't really care for it. I wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't not like it, but I didn't also didn't really care for it. So it was—it was awkward for me. It was. So. Like I said, so when I seen the U.S. Marshals come out, and I'm like, yo, he better not put his hands on the U.S. Marshals, because in reality, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> I didn't see the thought process through that. Um, I guess it was to make him look more badass. Yeah, and that's the thing with Roman. It's like. They they do too much. He there's a way that you can probably get him over without doing the most. But they think they when you get a positive reaction, okay, let's go full force and do this and let him. And it just looks it doesn't look believable. Right. I think if, if if they make it more organic, Roman would have a better chance of getting over because I think he's talented and I think he should be the face of the company. So, but. I don't make I don't I don't write the script so. <laughs> right, but um, the very next scene, the very next moment All was right. definitely one of the greatest moments in Raw history. <laughs> You're doing the most, but okay. how? <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's expected at this point. Our listeners already know it's a little extra, so it was. A <laughs> oh God! An extra comment. So, but go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, after that, Brock music hits. 
<laughs> since Roman is handcuffed. And he made his way down to the ring and introduced <laughs> Roman to Suplex City. <laughs> and, uh, and um to me and then on top of that, you know, they put him on a stretcher. He came back down and flipped the stretcher over. I wanted him to F five him while he's strapped to the board. I thought that would have been dope as hell. <laughs> but I didn't get my but, wish. Well, with that said, Brock did a little too much in regards to you saw the picture that WWE posted, like my man's hands were destroyed. Like they were bruised up, red, everything all above. I, I don't know if they were broken bones or what, but Yeah, Brock but went beast mode. Um, yeah, but that's not really on Brock. That was more so the handcuffs. All right, but see, here's my thing with Brock. One, he grew out. One, one thing I noticed. I don't even know you noticed. I saw. I noticed a little stubble on his, on his face. He's growing out the beard. So he, he tried to bring out the heel Brock. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing it. So that's. I like that. I like that touch. Um, so that's pretty cool. But then here's my thing. What I was gonna say in regards to Brock. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he doesn't get along with his coworkers or it's just that's he's just really getting into character, but it seems like he doesn't protect his coworkers. You know what I mean? It's just different occasions where you notice like people get, you know, bloodied up or, you know, some type of injury. So yeah, it was cool, it was beast mode, but he definitely he did a little too too much. Um, in regards to that, everybody knows that Brock he likes to work stiff, and he like, yeah. and it's not like it's a one way street either. He doesn't mind you going, you know, doing the same thing towards him, unless you're Braun Strowman and you you're, you're going too hard and you accidentally knee him in the face and he got to hit you with a two piece. So it's not okay for someone to accidentally do it. You know what I mean? That isn't. You can't give this man, you know, the benefit, not the benefit of that, but you you can't say one thing for someone else and then the next. Oh well. But he accidentally made him and went hard. Nah, it, it happens. If you're going to fight stiff, it's going to happen. It doesn't mean you retaliate. But. Well, in that case, again, you don't know what happened in the ring. Like, um, again, Brown was, at that time during the match, Brown was dominating. He was doing his thing. I don't know we're going off of Raw, but, you know, Brown was doing his thing. And I guess it was just one of those things where it was like, Brock yeah. was probably trying to tell him, like, yo, slow up before you really hurt somebody. Like, slow yeah. down. Because <laughs> that's what he said after he hit him with the two piece. He said, "Slow down." <laughs> it's like he was teaching him why he was disciplining him. Like he's okay. t- <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, because think about it this way: he's been bloody before. Roman didn't busted Brock open before. Brock didn't get mad. He smiled and laughed. Brock liked that kind of stuff. Okay. I, so, so I mean, it, with that said, it definitely made good entertainment. It Brock was. It was very good. I like that. I like. I really like the opening. Outside of the U.S. Marshals part, it was. It, I enjoyed. It. I yeah, it was a good start. Yeah. But then we got into Alexa Bliss and this Mickey James. First of all, I don't even know why Mickey James is cool with Alexa Bliss no more. I'm feeling like Mickey James is like the new Big Show who turns heel face every other yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get that. See, here's my thing with that either. I don't get it, and I've mentioned this. Before. Twitter at Miss Jenna Baby B A Y B E E. They seen it in the beginning of the video. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, man. Come on. Talk about I'm extra. <laughs> but yeah, 
But my thing is with that, I don't understand the repairing of those two. It was cool when Mickey first came back. Right. We hadn't seen her in a few years. She's uh, a legend in the women's division. So that was pretty cool when she came back. But their pairing was, in my opinion, mediocre at best. It didn't really elevate Alexa or elevate Mickey. So I don't understand. We moved them both to Raw. And a few months later, she's a heel, I mean, a face, Mickey. And then all of a sudden, a few a few months later, she's, you know, her sidekick again. I, I just really don't get the pair. Yeah, when it first happened, it was like, you know, mentor, mentee kind of situation. It made sense. Um, but then after a while, it was just like, when you do it this time, it's like, it makes it, it shows that Alexa always needs help as champion. Well, I understand that. Alexa, that's her character. Is she's the the the, champ, the heel champion that's going to run and it's going to find every opportunity to win. So I understand that. I just don't understand the pairing of Mickey James because Mickey James again is not elevating her, and Alexa's not elevating Mickey. So that's what I don't understand. It just comes off as they don't know what to do with, with Mickey, which is unfortunate because again, she's a really good talent. She's been in you know, wrestling for so many years. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I, I would have preferred her staying at SmackDown and um, putting on some classic matches over there. Mickey? Yeah, Mickey. Because yeah. she, since she's been to Raw, she hasn't really done much. I mean, she had some great promos against Alexa. Yeah, I mean, she had a moment, though. Yeah. She did have so, when she called uh, old girl Biscuit Butt. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she, she had her moments on Raw. All of a sudden, Nia Jax music hits, and here comes Nia. She got a nice little reaction, I thought. I think I think the WWE is doing a really good job as as a sympathetic figure. Um, yeah, because and I was scared for her character because when they were doing that whole love story with her and Enzo, I thought they really gave up on her. So it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. But that said. I'm I'm happy with the direction of Nia right now. She's getting her reactions every week. She's come a long way. I think when she first came, she was very green. She's still there's still a lot of a learning curve to get over, but she I think they're doing a good job with this face turf. So yeah, this this face turf for Nia definitely is working out. Um, it shows that you know my best friend really somebody I really trusted, and everybody can buy into it because if you watch Total Divas, you know those two are like the best of friends. So Nia Jax coming out, and, you know, and showing that hurt. <laughs> and it's like, it's definitely good to see a different side of her. Yeah, yeah. So. I think, and then I remember I've read, you know, a couple of comments on Twitter and just people kind of putting down this face. So like, how, do, how is it, how do you make her believable as this, this um, force, unstoppable force, excuse me. Right. But it's believable because, yeah, even though you're a giant and you're a monster, you, you know, you can destroy half of the division, if not the whole division, she has feelings. And someone she trusted betrayed her and body shamed her. It's 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 you know, a relatable uh, storyline. And I think she's, they're, both of them, they're doing pretty well with this uh, storyline. Did I Alexa Bliss a... a Compliment? I think I did. And I was about to say the same thing. I was about to actually follow up with that. Like, you can't take that away from Alexa. Alexa could talk her ass off. Yeah, 
She could. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna hold you on that. She's she's really good on the mic. I I don't think she's the second coming. You know, I think there's a lot of people. I think it's easier to play a heel and be and be really good on the mic where the harder thing is to be the face and get the crowd on your side. Right. That, and that's to be seen. Right. And but right. that's a conversation for another day. But with that said, yeah, she's she's doing her thing on the mic. I won't say this this title reign has been really really memorable in my opinion, but it's been forgettable. Let's keep it at one hundred. yeah, but you know when when the company's behind you, you can't really. There's not much that could be done, right? So. Right. Then we got Sasha and Bailey versus Absolution again. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about this match? It, the the match was an afterthought. You, you know, I have an opinion towards this. You know, it's my favorite, so I'm definitely. I'm um, conflicted because right. I think the slow burn for the story between Sasha and Bailey is is really really good. Like I was invested in the promo. I thought it was. I felt it. <laughs> A lot of people were like didn't care for it. Right. Not that they didn't care for it, but they want they want to see Sasha turn heel like right now. Yeah. Um, too. But I, I I felt the promo. Felt it. My issue is. Are they going to have a singles match at WrestleMania, or are they really going to put them in the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale? And that would suck, one, just because this is a storyline that we've been waiting for since NXT TakeOver, you know, since that finished. <laughs> you know, yeah. we just see more of that. Since the Iron Woman match. Since the, just in general, yeah. Since we, since Bailey came up to the main roster, you know what I mean? We right. want to see that. So, for them to... I don't know what they're doing. I don't, and that's what has me conflicted because I really want to see this match. I want to see them have their shine and really sell, tell a story like they are. But yeah, I don't know. With the match between Absolution and them, I, it was more so again to put along this story. It wasn't really about the tag team match. So yeah, and I, and I and I feel that as well. And unfortunately, I think they are going to put them in the battle royal. Only because there's like uh, four other women matches on the card, so to them it's like, all right, we kind of like can't put another match in there. They might save them for some SummerSlam. Just let it let it roll to SummerSlam. And I hate that that mindset because why not have more women matches? Again, we're in we're in this 2018 where a lot of times the women are are must see more than the males, right? So why can't we have another women's match? Especially a match that people want to see. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the, a money match. Well, I think the main reason is because of time. <laughs> no matter matches they have on a card right now, it's kind of like almost full. Okay, so It's kind of like, plus, and on top of that too, you kind of don't want to leave out Sasha and Bailey out of the Battle Royale. Why not? What honestly? What does a bat, battle royal do? Honestly, you know. And my thing is, we 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 have Andre the Giant one, and it'd be cool if the person won and it meant something. Right. I mean, yeah, okay, you put it on your resume, like, okay, I did this, I won you that get a trophy. You get a trophy, exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's like, where? What does? Where does it take? You? So that's why you're saying, yeah. You can't leave them out of it, but it's just like it just comes off to me as an afterthought. You're gonna put it on the kickoff, though. 
no one's gonna be really invested into it. So I, I really, I'm not really happy about that. See, I don't have a problem with the, with the uh, pre-show because, to be honest with you, the pre-show gets over a million views on YouTube alone, not counting the network. So being on the pre-show is not necessarily a punishment. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Because you, get, you get more eyes on you. No, I get it. So you can't really knock the, being on the pre-show. Being on WrestleMania card in general, you know what I'm saying? It's not the main card, and I get it, because that's what Ziggler talks about. Like, he's never been on the main card. That's what the Usos talk about. They've never been on the main card. And, and, that's, I, and that's the point. Right, and I get that. Um, but this is a battle royal, and you want your top stars to be part of the first ever battle royal. I mean, your, star, your top stars were part of the Royal Rumble, you know? <laughs> so I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not knocking it or disagreeing, but I just feel that we're, we're going to pick this up, and it, what does it do for that? Uh, superstar's career, right? It'll probably be an afterthought. Now, if you told me you won the battle um, royal at uh, WrestleMania, and it's a stipulation that eventually down the line, you know, there you the have, shot. yeah, you know, a title shot or something, or that you're gonna get an p- actual push or what have you, then cool, that's great. But you just get a trophy, <laughs> and I won the first ever one, like you know. So that's my thing. Let's get into John Cena's promo. Calling out Undertaker. He still doesn't have a match. Kane comes out and chokes him. Right. I was hoping Kane would come out to challenge him for WrestleMania so we wouldn't have to see Undertaker come back again. You can actually leave both of them out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it all. Uh, I get it. I get Cena needs to be a part of WrestleMania. But... Do he, though? He's John Cena. I know you're not the biggest fan. I may not be the biggest fan either, but he's John Cena, and he's needed at WrestleMania. Undertaker, Undertaker, I love him. I grew up watching him, you know, but I can't can't have Cena in him. Because what's the... My thing is, what's the story, okay? What's the story? There's There's no beef between them. You're just calling out... You're calling out... Taker because of his ego. Essentially, what everything you're saying about him is what you're. It's, it's basically you. You know, you like, meet someone. Not, not only of, that, everything he's saying is what he got at Roman for doing, which was get somebody out of coming from from home. Undertaker, who's has semi retired, and you took out the old guy, and you know, and now you're turning around and doing the same thing that you chastised Roman about. There's a couple of times that he 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 he's had feuds where all he, he gets at someone about it, and then a couple of years turns around and does the same thing. The Rock. Exactly. I'm wearing the shirt from that feud. So, but and then came and then Roman had to come at him about that. So, I don't know. I just I I I don't really care to see it. I think it'll be great to see because we'll be there. But at the same time, it's just like. Let the Undertaker just retire, and because then now you're watering down the whole WrestleMania aura. Right. This, if, this, if he comes back for this one, this has to be his last one. <laughs> it it has, has at New it Orleans. Has, no, there's no one else. Where you lost now, your streak at? He has to come now. He has to come next year because if it's gonna be out here. Oh God, nah, man. <laughs> we, can't, we can't be doing this every year. Like I'm already selfish because I feel like I was at. Take his last match last year when he did the whole take the gloves off, 
Let me tell you something. I bought a sh- I bought the Undertaker shirt that said "Thank you, Taker," just because I thought he was retired. Bro, so. I soon as he did that, and I got lost in the moment with my boy DJ Nels, and. I, I ain't got afraid to say it because I was not like the only one in the stands. I had tears coming out of my eyes because, like I told you guys from last episode, that's the yeah. first memory I had of wrestling was Undertaker. And I feel like that was full circle for me. Seeing him retire, that was full circle for me. I ran to this back, got his shirt. It wasn't even my size. It was like 2X, 3X. I'm like, I don't care. I need it. I'm going I'm to frame it with this ticket. And then you're going to come back this year, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for what? Yeah. So with that said, we don't know what's going on, but we'll see. Uh, so the last, I guess we'll say the main event, was the ultimate deletion match between uh, Broken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Let me tell you something. I thought that was fantastic. It was. It just reminded me again, like we spoke about in the first episode, back when you're a kid and you're just watching something on on Raw, and you're like, what the hell is this I'm watching? It was that entertaining to me. I thought it was funny. It had everything. It was weird. Right. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, no, and I didn't watch the one that happened in TNA, so some people already hadn't really knew how to go about it. I know we had a rundown version of it with House of Horrors, which was terrible. <laughs> this House of Horrors compared to this one is on a whole nother level. Um, I watched it again because, and um, I really enjoyed it. And it's great. To, I'm curious to see what uh, Bray Wyatt comes back as, because apparently he's deleted, and you know he'll be reborn from being in the river. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, we had an appearance from Brother Nero. So yeah, yeah. Was good too. So I guess that car accident didn't really damage his reputation with WWE. So that's good. It's good to see. <laughs> Um, right. I finally got to see Vanguard One. <laughs> Looking like yo, really? It's a drone. <laughs> like, I don't think Vanguard One is like another worker on the field. It's a drone. He's flying around helping I, Matt Hardy. <laughs> I thought it was great and dope. I, I honestly, I would love. I, I wouldn't. Before I was over this this feud, this made me be like, if you want to do this at WrestleMania, like you said. Ray might come out as a new character or whatever. I'm for it. I like it. I'm right. It. Let's talk about SmackDown. I can't believe I'm excited right now to talk about SmackDown. When's the last time I've been excited? Right. <laughs> SmackDown. So, I don't know. You want to start it off? Go ahead. Definitely. Because if you see my Instagram and my Insta story, I was definitely excited. You said what? I said you were hyped. Definitely hyped. Very hyped. Because my boy... Daniel Bryan is finally cleared to wrestle. Oh my God! Two year journey. Let me tell you something. That was not only it was just very uh, feel good thing to listen to his promo, but it was very emotional. Right. I didn't cry or anything, but I felt it. Someone telling you that you can't do this. Your your career, your dreams are over. This is what you're going to, you can still kind of participate, but you can't actually do what you want to do. Right. Two years. And then, and for him to, the way he spoke about his wife, just encouraging him to not give up. And, you know, he was, he got blessed by getting all, from all neuros, um, 
you're all just telling him that he's clear. That's that's amazing. The way, and then he is so, and I, I, I always say this: he is still so over. He has not wrestled for two years, and the way the crowd reacts to him, regardless, he could just step out. He doesn't have to say anything at this point. That's crazy. Yeah. And he was supposed to be that type of guy. He was not supposed to be that guy. I remember when Danny Bryan first came into the WWE, he was boring. I could not stand him. <laughs> and I remember when he won he won the World Heavyweight Championship, and I just remember he would come out with very low-key with the yes. And I was like, this is so extra. And then sure enough, it caught on and looked. Yeah, yeah. Smooth. He went from yes to no to yes again. And... Took on, took on the authority. Killing he, it. He beat Evolution in one night. <laughs> you know? And, um, I'm, I'm very happy. For and like you said, two years later, and everybody's still chanting yes. Not only in WWE, but the NFL, oh, NHL, okay. NBA. Like, wherever you go, they're chanting yes somehow, some way. And it's, it's just a simple yes chant. That's right. what's... <laughs> that's it. But with that said... Uh, we had Shin- after that promo. We had Shinsuke and Rusev it was basically a fast lane rematch. I hate when they do that. By the way, yeah, but, like, but yeah, you gotta do what you have to do. Fill up, fill up the show, right? So. <laughs> but they definitely had a good match, just like they did that fast lane. I'm excited to see Shinsuke versus AJ. Yeah, I thought uh, it was very. I thought it was very interesting that AJ was. He sat at the commentator um, at the announcer table. Right. And he took his time to help Shinsuke. So it, it, it leads you to the question, is he nursing his injury or is it part of the storyline? What, what's the whole thing with that? And I think, and I think it's kind of both. Because if you remember last week, Shinsuke kind of did the same thing too. Like took his time to help AJ. Yeah. So I think AJ probably went back and saw that. Like, and it makes sense, yeah. It was like, the you know what? Nursing I'm, I'm going to take my time to get in the ring. But of course, like you said, to probably to protect his injury currently, they had Shinsuke just cleared by himself. But it's also, and again, it helped the storyline because it's like Shinsuke's like, I don't need your help. You needed mine. So now AJ got this chip on his shoulder. And I kind of low-key ho- hope that this kind of turns AJ heel. Yeah. Even though the crowd, would never, yeah. no, the crowd would never accept him heel. But... Which they can't really turn him heel. So. Uh, but yeah, I, hopefully. Either way he works, he works well as a heel face. Phenomenal one. Exactly. So, exactly. I, I'm very excited to see that match between Shisuke Nakamura and AJ. I really wish and hope they would put that match last, which I know they won't. But well, they'll probably it'll probably be um, second match. to last. No, it'll just be the match of the night. I don't oh, know yeah. how it'll be. Definitely probably be a match of um, night contender. So yeah, I definitely but, think they'll be the match of the night. So after that. We had Charlotte and Maddie. They had a little segment backstage, and which led to a match. Um, it really didn't progress any storylines. I guess they still had a great match. They had a pretty good. They had a really good match. Um, and I, let me tell you something: when Carmella's music hit, I, I was shook. <laughs> I was because like, it's my one of my picks, and I I didn't know she was gonna lose it, so I, I didn't know. <laughs> Because we know Carmella wasn't going to face Oscar at WrestleMania. So I thought, oh, this girl's going to, you know, be 
unsuccessful cashing in her her money in the case uh, briefcase flight. I was I thought she was gonna try to pull a Seth and make this a triple threat and try to pin Natalie, Natalia, uh, Natalia. Uh, so I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is weird. I don't know what's going on. I know, but they we were good. We're good money. So that, but like I said, that was kind of like a, I won't say a filler. Yeah, maybe a filler match, but just to move the show along. Do you think that she's gonna try to cash in at um, Mania? I don't know, and I think that's a pretty good idea. But I kind of. I kind of want Naya to to win. Well, I want her to win because I'm tired of Alexa having the belt. One, two, and I would want Naya to have kind of, you know, at least a month reign or something. Not okay. I'm gonna win it and lose it the next night type right. thing. You know. So, but we'll see. I definitely think, regardless, Carmella will cash on the Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, they definitely need that switch because Asa's coming over, so somebody got to go over to to Raw. That's only right. Main event? Sure. All right, so this was this was really good. Daniel Bryan comes out, calls out KO and Sami Zayn. And those are two of our picks. KO is one of uh, your pick and Sami's mine. And, it, and it, again, it, it had me invested. It definitely pulled me in, the firing of them, and then, just to see Daniel actually get attacked and take what? Um, and then fight and fought back like exactly in two years. So this is that was big. That was big. That was really really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching that match. Well, watching that segment between them, and you could tell that Daniel Bryan. It, it felt like it was fitting that Daniel Bryan coming back was attacked by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out of anybody. And um, even when Daniel Bryan was attacking back and defending himself, you could tell that he changed his style a bit. Because when he did the running drop kicks, he didn't land on his head. He made sure he shielded his head with his hands so he could roll through it. The thing where I felt like Daniel Bryan, Bryan always has to be the underdog. So he got his momentum, you know, fought back, and then yet it was just too many against him, right? right. It was the numbers game, and he was down and out. So I loved it. It was very emotional. And I'm ready for to see. We're going to see Dan Bryan at WrestleMania. Exactly. So I'm extra excited now. Like, you get to see the return of Daniel Bryan. Tag- that's, that's crazy. I mean, you know, Shane. Shane's going to go all, all, all out. So. Right. So I'm very excited to see that live. So, yeah, that was SmackDown. Let's jump into this 205 Live. I'm going to say Dorado versus Hideo Tommy. This is playing off of their last week when Hideo kind of like pushed one of the Lucha Party's mm-hmm. members. Um, I think this is going to be a good turn for Tozawa because I feel like this is like a turn for Tozawa to be heel. I also think this is a build-up to bring um, 205 Live tag team titles. That's been rumored that that's, that's getting to be really, really soon. So next week 205 should be pretty good. We have we have a fatal four-way between Kalisto, Buddy Murphy, Tozawa, and TJP. So that should be pretty exciting. Oh, that's going to be on another level. Let me say something. You you told me when we spoke. You were like, yeah, 205 is really, is get, it's really entertaining to watch. And the thing is, you're right. Once Triple H put his, his hand on it, it <laughs> instantly got better. One, two, and I'm like... When I started, I realized, you know what? The cruiserweights just need a shot. 
was at Madison Square Garden last year, the one that AJ won the U.S. Um, title. Yep. I remember Cedric Alexander, and I forget who he was facing, but I was like, yo, this match is crazy. Like, they're super talented. Yep. And I felt like 205 Live before, which is very silly, especially with, you know, you have Enzo. Enzo, <laughs> Enzo you know, he's... It just made it really silly. And you didn't take it seriously. Now it's just about fighting. You just now everybody wants this title. I love it. And they're super talented. Super Cedric, Mustafa. Even last week when I told you ah, I'm gonna go with Drew and I was like, ah, I don't really I can't really stand him, but I'm like, nah, he actually he's I like this new character. But he turned it up to a thousand. Like he's taking this thing very, very seriously. I love it. I love it. Definitely. And I, I hope they continue with this this path because it's so, really so this this brings in since we talk about Drew Gulak, Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali, this match, really good on another level. Really good. Like, like yeah. I like I like Cedric Alexander, but Mustafa Ali is his promo has been on point. Not even just his promos, but he is a really good wrestler. Yeah, really good wrestler. Yeah, and again, Drew Gulak turning it up another notch. He's being very aggressive now. Not so much. Serious, none of that no fly zone PowerPoint thing. Exactly. Shout out to uh, Drake Maverick for bringing it out of him. It's like, yo, where you been at? <laughs> this is not the person I know. Yep. So I'm I'm very impressed with with 205 Live, and I'm super 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 excited to see Cedric and Mustafa go at it for the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania. That's gonna be awesome. And we see the matches they put on together, so you know it's gonna be a one. And and, and and you know they're both on my team, Blue Magic Club, on this draft. <laughs> just want to put it out there. I just, just, just want to put it out. All right, <laughs> sold them. You cheated somehow. You stole them. <laughs> okay, all right. But that's two hundred five live. We got NXT. What happened with NXT? Oh, uh, Tomasa's Chopper came out. Started off the show. And again, he he takes the mic, doesn't say anything, brings in the booze, take a def, couple of DIY posters. Major heat, major heat. Love. He wiped his butt with one of the posters, like, <laughs> like yo, this is trash. But you know, Johnny Wrestling came out and actually attacked him from behind. You know, security came out. So that was super. So I think they're gonna, they're gonna do an unsanctioned match at NXT Takeover between the two. So this is more excitement for us going to Nola. That's gonna be really good. Yo, I, another another match where there's there's a story. It's always it's always you're always gonna get a good result with a match that has a, a, a backstory to it. And I know you didn't get your ticket yet for NXT, so I actually, I, I actually did. You did already? Ah, oh, you're not you're not a good friend. You're not a good co-host. Okay, it's not my fault. <laughs> Look, I didn't get the ticket. My friend bought it without my knowledge, and then just told told me. And I know he's gonna watch this, so he knows who I'm talking. Who I'm talking about? But that wasn't my fault. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, I should get hers yet. Boom, we can get the same section, same seats, enjoy the show. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> sorry, right. I'm still gonna get sit on the floor again. <laughs> well, we supposedly have four seats, so. Oh, which side? Let me know, and I'll probably pick the same side. Maybe. Right, Let's see how That's I feel. Okay. I'll, but I'll let you know when we. Where we at? Yeah, we had that. We had a Dusty Rhodes uh, match. 
right? Yeah, the tournament. They had uh, Roger Strong picked his partner, came out to be my boy, Pete Dunn. And then he going against Larkin and Burke. I like that. I like that pairing. Yeah, those two are pretty good together. They're very like old school, beat you behind, kind of like the revival, but more brutal. Because the revival is more technical. Um, seeing Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn tag team together mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Like that's a good pairing. That's a pairing that I didn't expect to see, but I enjoyed it. Pete Dunn is my guy, man. So whatever Pete Dunn, whatever Pete Dunn do. I'm for it. You got it, man. <laughs> yeah, and then they did a video package for the boy Ricochet. Let me tell you something. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody this right now. I love that man. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely excited too for this uh, six way ladder match. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that might steal the weekend. Yeah, that's gonna steal the weekend. Well, what's new when it comes to NXT, right? Yeah. Somebody steals the weekend somehow, somewhere. And then we had Aaliyah versus Ember Moon. Pretty average match, right? Um, I said this about Aaliyah. Aaliyah needs to... I know we say this about everybody, so I don't really like to say it very often, but Aaliyah needs to turn heel. Yeah. Because Aaliyah is not... She doesn't stand out. She's cool in the ring a bit. She knows what she's doing. But you just need to find your, your charisma. And I remember watching, you know, they was doing Breaking Ground. With NXT, and she was telling her story. She was 19 years old. She hasn't been on the road with NXT yet, and all that stuff. That was like two years ago. I really need her to like find herself, her heel self. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of creative putting something together for her, and she, she running with it, you know. So, Shayna Baszler is pretty good to me on the mic. You think so? Like, I, I think she sounds um, she sounds a little awkward in my. She sounds awkward, but it's more like she sounds cocky, and like just true. and her demeanor in general, like how she just came in and put her feet up on the desk and like one of the guys, yeah, type thing. Yeah, she, yeah, that was cool. I thought that was cool. I just thought she was just still very shaky on the mic, but that was that was a good. Uh, you know what it is? Even though she might be shaky on the mic, her confidence, the way she looked confident, in what she's saying is like, I might be messing up, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I think that's just her, her persona in general, even like not as a wrestler, because even though she's doing the whole MMA thing, that's just her. It's always good when your real life character shows through your, your character in, in wrestling. So. If that's the case, I'm for it. I'm with it. Like, I, I didn't, like, I'm not a big fan of her at the beginning during the MMA Young Classics, but. I'm for it. Well, you gotta be a fan of her now because she's on your team. Oh yeah, that's why I picked her because I, 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 it, she grew on me since then. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go it that way. That way. Yep. <laughs> After that, we had Andrade and Zelina come out and ambush Raul Mendoza. Yep. And had their promo, had his promo for the House of Black. I'm excited for that match. That is super. super yeah, that match is gonna be amazing between those two, and I'm glad to see the CCN continue to work on his English and try to connect with the crowd more. And I read a credible story this past week of how Alberto De Rio talked him into staying at WWE because he wanted to leave because you know, the language barrier and you know the way things are done here are different than they how they're done in Mexico. And um, he's really credited Alberto De Rio for making him stay. 
and uh, he's learning. And he's like, I got to push myself. I get in better shape. You know what I'm saying? So it shows that that character that he had played before is really real when he did that turnaround. Because now you see him in the gym all the time. My thing is, I, I like I mentioned before, I like to carry him and his later. My thing is, if once, if and once they separate them, how is he going to be on his own because of the Raiders battle? So that would be very interesting to see. No, well, he's working on it now, so I think he's pretty good. I know he's working on it now, but it's, it's still a, a learning curve that you have to get over. It's not easy to learn a new language, especially when you're older. So that's even though you learn a language, how comfortable are you taking promos in another language? Right. You know what I'm so that's why I said it. He, she's very beneficial to him. Right now. And then my boy, Adam Cole, baby, took, baby. <laughs> took on Cassius Ono. Yo, so Cassius Ono been in, has been in NXT for like a million years. <laughs> so, but yeah, your boy Adam Cole. It was a pretty, it was a pretty good match. It was, it was a, a good pretty... match. It was a good match. Cassius Ono is like, I haven't seen a bad match. Well, I can't say that because his match with um, Velveteen Dream kind of disappointed me a bit. Cause it, I, like it was some couple of miscues, but. Cassius Ono, he knows what he's doing in the ring. So to see him and, and him and Adam Cole go at it was pretty good. Very interesting. So very interesting there. I'm ready to see Adam Cole in that six man ladder match. Yep. Um I don't know if he's gonna win it. Yeah. But it'll be still very exciting to see. Yeah, it was definitely a good closeout for NXT this week, having those two go at it, two veterans really go at it. So I know you got some hot topics to discuss. We do. We definitely do. One of the topics that was pretty popular this past week was the fact that the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal has been renamed to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm happy that the WWE Universe's voice was heard, especially when you hear the type of person that Fabulous Moolah, unfortunately, was from exploiting and what have you. So I think it was the right call, especially just for the simple fact that it's. I hate I hate Pete bringing it back, but it's Women's History Month, and Women's Evolution, how far have how far women have come, and you don't need something um, tainting that. So with that said, I think that that is a pretty pretty good. Change. It was right. a good point. And and I and I, I piggyback off that and say the same thing. Like I'm glad that the universe's voices was heard. I mean, even Stephanie McMahon said the same thing. She tweeted the same, like your voices are heard and we're gonna continue this revolution. Um I read some story I read a story or two about how Fabulous Lula treated the people that she worked with. And it was just like that's crazy to me. And I know I sent one to you and like, you know, what I read I read was about how this boy didn't know who his father was because of the lifestyle that she made them live. His mother live, and it's just like, and I get it. Um, there's a lot of people in WWE Hall of Fame that done stuff that's outrageous and probably shouldn't be recognized. But in a day of age where we do have internet now, it's gonna come up more, and we can't just be we can't turn a blind eye to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Another big news that was released: WrestleMania is now back in. New York, New Jersey. New Jersey, New York. I knew you was going to do that. I knew you was going to do that. 
because New York. they really they really mean New York. It's unfortunate we don't have a big enough venue or, or stadium. Right. Like well, it sounds like you guys' problem because at the end of the day, it's New York over New Jersey every, any day of the week. So, all right. Well, with no. that said, we, we're back here. We don't have to spend money on, on hotel. None of that. I might still end up doing it, but. <laughs> all right. Well, that's you. I'm going to save money. <laughs> and I, will, I will drive to Jersey or what have you to for the events. But other than that, I'm saying my behind home. So I am excited. Yeah, no, I think it's good. It's more me because, you know, me and my boys starting to make this into, like, a big thing when we do these pay-per-views. And it's fun to stay in different spots. Stay up, it's like, because, again, not saying I can't do that at my house, but it's fun to be, like, in a different setting during, like, a certain weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like if you go to the Poconos for a weekend or something like that. So, but yeah, definitely WrestleMania is back to New Jersey, New York. And I'm excited. Uh, so we also have Mark Henry, who was also inducted into the Hall of Fame. And you had an opinion about that. So I'm interested. Yeah, I definitely thought that. We're interested to hear what your opinion is on I, that. I'll say straight up. I felt like Mark Henry should have headlined the Hall of Fame. See, why? That isn't, that's who in their right mind would think that. Who wouldn't think that? Mark Henry had a longer career, like, than Goldberg. Okay, he's had a longer career, but what was his impact? Most of the time, he was in the mid-card. When he he was in the Nation of Domination, he was not even second fiddle, but third fiddle, okay? When the, na- the Nation broke up, he, it was D'Lo and him. He was still a sidekick to D'Lo, essentially, until he became... He, his the sexual chocolate character really took off, but it was never like, oh, let me talk, turn into Monday Night Raw. I gotta catch Mark Henry. No, you tuned in to WCW when they still had their moment of glory to see NWO or Goldberg with his streak. I'm sorry, as much I know, I know Goldberg's career was pretty short. He had a limited move set with with uh, the Jammer Spear and a clothesline, and that was it. But it was still hot for TV, and that's what people tuned in for. And I give Mark, and I'm not knocking Mark Henry. I think you know what he's been in in the industry for for years. It, I, it's well deserved. I think his Hall of Pain run was one of the best monster hero runs that we've seen in a minute. I thought that was dope. But let's keep it 100. <laughs> Mark Henry isn't main eventing or headlining any Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. And that wasn't his fault. And that's my point. Because, in my opinion, he had his long runs. Right? He stayed consistent. He gave you... Huh? How is it not his fault, though? Because he doesn't write the script. At the time... But, wait. But at the time, the wrestlers had a lot of control of their character. Let's... Come on. Like I said... And even, even if he did have control of his character, he wasn't... We're not tuning in to see Mark Henry. We was tu- tuning in to see Stone Cold. We was tuning in to see The Rock. We was tuning in to see Triple H and D- DX. We were not tuning in to see Mark Henry. It was That was never going to be the case. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is, no matter what role you gave him, he succeeded with it. Would, you, would it be comedy? Was it rather be serious? Or was it his monster role? 
He delivered each and every time. He gave you classic promos. We're giving him more credit than you really need to in that sense. How? You just named four or five different characters that you remembered from him. He succeeded, but it was never something that impacted where, again, I got to tune in Monday nights to catch Mark Henry. A lot, you can say a lot of, a lot of wrestlers succeeded in their roles, but there's ones that succeeded and the ones that made an impact. It wasn't, Mark Henry didn't make that impact like Goldberg did. What was the best promo you ever heard from Goldberg? I'm not saying that Goldberg Answer my question. Answer my question. I'm not saying Goldberg had, but see, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the impact. There's wrestlers that are good at promo. I get the impact. Good at just wrestling and just their their persona. I get the impact. For that matter, Brock Lesnar, you're 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 a Brock Lesnar guy. He doesn't have he doesn't really speak on the on the mic. But when he did, so I remember. You can't use that example. When he talks, I remember. But they weren't good. Yeah, they were. What are you talking about? He created his own catchphrase. <laughs> like when he speaks, people remember. Okay. So Goldberg had who's next? That was given to him. Suplex City bitch did not was not yeah. given to, to given to Brock. How was that a promo? He just he, and that no, wasn't I, I didn't even. Say, that's, I didn't say that was part of a promo though. With that said, you you he's a character that is very limited on the mic. There's just going to be characters that are limited on the mic. Goldberg was that character. And that's fine. I'm not saying Goldberg is not supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. What I'm saying is, I didn't say you said that. You said that Mark Henry should headline. In my opinion. To, you, you have your, you're right to your opinion. Because, to be honest with you, he should have beat John Cena after his retirement speech for the heavyweight title. Yeah, but with that said... He's kicking everybody Mark else. Henry, he's beating everybody else on that roster. He was, like you said, that monster hill was great. If you would have let okay. him... And at that time, yes, you were tuning in to see Mark Henry put somebody in the Hall of Fame. I don't. I, I won't say we were tuning in. That was a great feature. But I don't think we were tuning in to see Mark Henry again. And that and that just proves my point. The main thing was not Mark Henry. As great as it was, we were not tuning in every every week. Like, oh, I see what Mark Henry does next. No. Well, and I wanted. I want people to know that I'm not knocking him. You know, again, it's well deserved. He's had numerous of memorable gimmicks. I just don't think it was enough for him to headline the Hall of Fame. And clearly, WWE didn't think so either. That's why Goldberg is headlining. Man, like I said, Man. agree to disagree, but Mark Kenny. <laughs> Have my blood boiling a little bit, just a little bit. No, man, Mark Henry should be headlining this Hall of Fame. But all right, and I'm not even. You're not, you're not gonna end. You're not gonna have the last word on that. No, because you know what else? Because WWE Hall of Fame paints it on so many levels, and when you think about it, they they lived off of him being an Olympic hero and being all these accolades and being the strongest man and all this other they stuff. Never, they never built him up to be that main event guy. I, I, would, I would agree with you more if Mark Henry, a main event uh, wrestler, but he never he right. never really was. So maybe his whole pain gimmick, but if, if you told me he was constantly battling The Rock and Stone Cold, Triple H, Kurt Angle, whoever back then, then I'd be like, yeah, you're absolutely right. But that was not the case. Alright, man, like I said, that man should have been... And like I said, he's not. 
You're really not going to let me get this last word, are you? So with that said, we're going to move on to the next subject. Ha. <laughs> we also hear that Big Cass is close to returning. How do you feel about that? Do we really care? I'm kind of interested just to see, just because now he doesn't have that that gimmick anymore <laughs> to put him over. How is he going to succeed now? So I'm, I'm interested. And he's from Queens, too. Come on. He's from Queens, but never mind. We're not even going to get that far. We don't, we don't leave the political stuff out of here. But, um... <laughs> Alright. Just watch but, it. Just watch it. Like I said, he, came, he he chose the wrong day to announce that he was good to come back. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, but like I said... And, it, and, it's, and the funny thing is, his got announced before Daniel Bryan's. It was like, yeah, he could come back. And like probably like 20, 30 minutes later, yep, Daniel Bryan is cleared. What? Daniel Bryan is cleared? And then the little subline of Big Cass is like, oh, okay. But nah, the homie DB coming back. <laughs> see, so, well, maybe he can create his own. I don't know. Let's see how he comes back. Um, I wasn't too happy with him when he was here. I didn't, I didn't buy into him being the hill. And his music was terrible. Hopefully he gave him some new music. It was like some garage band knockoff. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Today is Thursday. Yes. So what's the throwback Thursday for you? Well, since... Again, it's Women's History Month, and we've had a lot of controversy going on with the naming of the fabulous Moolah uh, Battle Royal. And right. to um, throw it to talk about China. China, the reason why for that, I know there's like, what's the correlation? But after the renaming of the Battle Royal, a lot of people were saying, why not, Ch- why not name it after China? So I thought that would be a good person to discuss as a throwback Thursday topic. So, what was your, well, we know China's impact. What did you think, like, stood out in, in regards to her career? First and foremost, so the people that keep saying, you know, they should name stuff after China and anything like that to the 24th, it's like, you have to remember that before she passed away, her and WWE was not in the best of terms. And it's mainly because of her and some of the things that she was saying, even they were trying to tell her, like, you know, chill out. She'll apologize, and then she'll go back to it. So, a lot of fans need to calm down when it comes to attacking WWE in in the China situation, in my opinion. See, my my thing is with that is that's a double standard. And, again, I've never been that type of person, like, oh, you know, women can't never get over this and that and third. But I think it's a double standard. How many times we see a lot of male superstars, guys who are Hall of Famers or just legends, have said what they have said in the past and they're forgiven and taken back and it's all water under the bridge. Granted, China did, you know, questionable things and has said questionable things, but those said people that have done questionable things with her are still accepted in reunions and what have you. And chances are that person, well, let's let's keep it 100, X-Pac, will eventually be in the Hall of Fame, right? So I don't understand why with China, it's it's kind of taboo to talk about her and possibly naming a battle royal after her because of the things she said in her past. Because I've heard news in regards to this guy, Alberto Del Rio. He's, he's downplayed the WWE numerous of times. But I've read recently that he's possibly... You know, they're in talks for him to come back, but all is forgiven. So I, I don't understand how we hold a grudge on, or anyone can hold a grudge with China. You know, she was going through, I, going through a lot. 
a lot of these wrestlers go through a lot with, with the career and, and lifestyle that they have. They, whatever reason, a lot of them don't recover properly mentally or physically. So, you know, for, why can't we give her the benefit of the doubt? It's not that we can't give her the benefit of the doubt. And I think the benefit of the doubt will come. Well, I think that... Why does it have to come? And, and it sucks because, you know, unfortunately she's not here with us anymore. So why does it have to come, eventually come? Again, the WWE has forgiven numerous of male superstars and it didn't take, you know what I mean? It didn't take for them to pass away, for, it, for them to be forgiven. And you're right. And the difference is, is that when you, you mentioned X-Pop, it's not about the actions that China did. It's the it's the things that she did against the company, the things she said against the company. You know what I'm saying? Like I told it to you, even up to like a few months before she passed away, she was still talking negative. These people that you're mentioning, yet have said stuff, and they probably sat down and talked to WWE or whatever the case maybe Xbox. Because boys Triple H, she probably called because Triple H and the Xbox didn't speak for a while. They admitted it, and then when they finally sat down and talked, but the point is they they. They, the benefit of the doubt was given. You give they gave them the opportunity to talk. That opportunity was not given to China. Yeah, it was. You forgot the time when she went up to WWE, but she wanted to bring her camera crew in. He's like, no, we just want to talk to you, and she wanted she's just adamant about bringing her camera crew in. Okay, so that's but again, <laughs> so that's a situation. Okay, but again, there's numerous of, numerous of superstars that constantly mess up, constantly mess up, and is forgiven. Right, but my point is, is that China's kept being recent. Those people you're talking about, they did their talk, it died down, and then there was conversations done. With her, hers was still recent until a few months before she passed away. And so I'm saying, even when she passed, after she passed away, they still acknowledge her. They acknowledge her now. But I'm just I'm saying, the fact like, she passed away because she didn't let them heal. Like I said, she was talking negative on them a few months before she passed away. We we. We just named a, a woman's royal battle after someone we read that was not a good human being. So I don't get it. China's did what she 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 did. She said what she said or whatever. It's it's unforgivable. Yet we sat there. Well, not we, but a, a, a battle royal match was named after a woman who exploited women. And stole money for them and what have you. And it took the WWE Universe to get that change. Because if the WWE Universe didn't say anything, that name would still be there. And you're right in that regard. So I'm not arguing on that point. But when you're saying that it's a double standard in terms of, you know, of her male counterparts, it's not the same situation. Because to be honest with you, look how, how much it took for Jeff Jarrett to be forgiven. Nobody and never he, thought he, Jeff Jarrett would be forgiven. He's going in the Hall of Fame. It, it didn't take for him to pass away. No, because he sat there and talked to them. She didn't want to take that chance to sit down and talk with them. That's the difference I'm trying to get you to see. Like, if she would have been more understanding and willing to talk, then yes, this would probably would have been done already. But when you're constantly accusing people of sexual harassment, you know, all these other stuff, and then up to the few months before you pass away, of course it's going to happen. It's going to take you longer to talk to them because when they try to invite you to talk to them, you want to bring cameras in for your reality show that you're trying to shoot. That's the difference. I think, honestly, with that said, I hear your point, but... Eventually, like I said, it's going to happen now. What I'm saying is... I hear your point, but the the treatment that China has gotten 
hasn't been hasn't been cool. But she put it on herself. A lot of people put it on herself. There's 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 whole we have all the famous that that dabble with that industry. Okay, but she. No, I'm not talking about that part. That's what I'm trying to tell you. What she general, did in it, general. What you're saying, I get what you're saying. In general, people you people have a checkered past to do checkered things, regardless of we're right. this. We're talking about that. You know, it's it it's all is forgiven. But with China, it I feel like it it there's some type of vendetta or something against her. I mean, I don't feel that way. I think that she just kept digging herself into holes instead of getting out of them. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the listeners going <laughs> to... This is one of the topics the listeners will be voicing off on. You got the comics in the YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at Blue Magic Grind, at Miss Jenna Baby, since she missed the cue. At Miss Jenna Baby. I mean, I'm waiting. You're the co-host. You got you to... Gotta... I got you. I got you. At the Mixed Tag Show. <laughs> At the next show, absolutely. Follow us, subscribe. Thank you again for everyone that that viewed our our first episodes. This, everything has happened really, really quickly. So yeah, so we, we're very thankful for that. And there's a lot of big things coming. So definitely don't forget to follow us and subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. And I do, and also want to say that China did has a major impact in the women's division. And I'm not gonna choose the first women's intercontinental champion, if I'm not mistaken, first woman to get into the Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just that it happens in relationships, and I'm pretty sure they'll they'll get to that. Takes point. time to men. Unfortunately, she's not here for that. But I know we're getting down to the end of our show. I do want to touch on a couple of things outside of WWE. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. did win the 2018 New Japan Cup. He is a member of Suzuki Gun, and he's also the first British wrestler to win the cup. So it's a it's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment for Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know if you remember him. He's part of the Cruiserweight Classics. And for whatever reason, they didn't sign him. I don't know why. Um, now he's going to challenge Okada okay. for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship okay. at the Genesis Pay Per View, okay. which is on April first. Okay. That's on Easter, so I don't know how I'm going to watch that. You can get to it later. Yeah, I get it till later. So, yeah. also, Bullet Club dropped another Being Elite. Definitely. Um, one sweet. <laughs> one sweet. It's called manipulation, and it's basically Cody manipulating everybody to turn against Kenny. Cody is definitely coming into his own. I'm very impressed by by just his character. Yeah, Team Cody, man. Team Cody, absolutely. I'm Team Cody all the way, um, and I love how they're playing the storyline from between being elite and, and you know on camera at New Japan or at Ring of Honor or wherever they go on the independent scenes. I think that's a great thing that. They incorporate the reality yeah, of it. Yeah, the reality aspect of it. For sure, for sure, for sure. But I'm definitely, I enjoy the little series that you put me on, so they're definitely hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're out of control. I also got to start watching more of um, Tonga's vlogs, because Tonga, Tama Tonga started doing as well. He's also he's part of OGBC. Yeah. And I think I think that's a great way to get yourself over. Like, I, like the had this conversation some people just know how to get some superstars or wrestlers know how to get themselves over and use every platform to do so Mm -hmm. that's pretty creative what they're doing so on that note i do want to end the show with our women's history month kind of thing right so i want to talk about i'm gonna do something different so i'm gonna do a tag team 
the first ever WWF tag team champions. Right. Women's tag team champions. And basically what happened was there was the NWA tag team champions. They came over to WWF uh, and WWF stopped their ties with NWA. So they kept them as their champion, as WWF champions. It was Princess Victoria and Velvet McIntyre. And they basically met each other on independent scenes and then tag teamed. So they went to the same wrestling school and everything. They went on and kept the title for like 527 days, which was like amazing. Even though the title only lasted a couple of years, but 527 days, I believe, was the longest reigning one. And eventually McIntyre went to be in a solo, and uh, Princess Victoria retired shortly after, like, 1984, for personal reasons. And McIntyre basically repackaged herself and ended up fighting, like, the last couple of years of her career barefoot. And there's a funny story behind it. And the reason why she started doing her matches barefoot is because apparently somebody pulled a joke on her (laughs) and stole one of her boots so she had to wrestle barefooted. Okay. And that just be- <laughs> gimmick, right? And that just became part of her gimmick and she was also became a high flyer. Right. So and you don't see too many women that are high flyers, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, and she did it barefooted. So that's like <laughs> that became her trademark. And barefoot. It's pretty cool. Exactly. That's my women's one. Uh Princess Victoria and Velvet McIntyre. You know it's funny that you bring them up because it's been, you know, often talked about that we need women tag team champions. We're yep. always putting. Or, I keep saying we. Maybe we need to be part of creative men. I don't know. We need to start writing. We don't know. What's, we don't know. We need to make it happen. Make make it make it great. But yeah, no. We always hear. We always they're always having women tag team matches, and it's sooner or later they need to come up with some championship. Especially if you're gonna keep throwing them in matches like that, it's needed. So it's pretty ironic that that was your choice for women's. Oh no! I purposely did that. Okay. Yeah, like I've heard the rumbles of the women's tag team titles coming up. So I was like, you know what? Let me find the first women tag team champion. Right, I see you. Uh, I see you. Smart. I'll be on it. I'll be on it. All right. Good job. Good job, Cole. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. But yeah, that's our show. Thank you for following, watching us, listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, Snapchat, at The Mixed Tag Show. Yep, yep, yep. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on the podcast, wherever you're listening to, iTunes Music, Google Play, Spotify, you know, Spotify TuneIn Radio. We'll have a list of all that. Stitcher. Pick your poison, whatever, as I said. Pick your poison. We, we come. Whatever you listen to. Everywhere. We live, baby. So, yeah. And next episode will be a lot better and smoother, I promise. The snowstorm. We have to improvise just because we're snowed in. Even though right. it's not really that bad in, in, in New York. New York City, at least. I don't know for you. Yeah, no, Jersey was kind of it was kind of iffy. Um, we could have we could have definitely went to the studio, but that's neither here nor there. It's fine, it's fine. And then the week after that, we'll be live from Nola. WrestleMania, baby. Let's see if I find a place to live by then. You might have to be on the streets, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, guys.